This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. What does the Old Testament, especially the Old Testament law, have to do with your Christian life? Keep listening after the episode to find out more. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Listening to Get in the Word with Truth Table. Your word is truth, your word is life. Presented by Innervar City Press. Your word is truth, your word is life. A daily audio Bible podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes, that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading. Leviticus chapter 15. Male bodily discharges. The Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron. Speak to the Israelites and tell them, when any man has a discharge from his body, his discharge is unclean. Now this is his uncleanness in regard to his discharge. Whether his body secretes his discharge or blocks his discharge, he is unclean. All the days that his body has a discharge or his body blocks his discharge, this is his uncleanness. Any bed the man with the discharge lies on will be unclean, and any furniture he sits on will be unclean. Anyone who touches his bed must wash his clothes, bathe in water, and be unclean until evening. The one who sits on the furniture, the man with the discharge sits on, must wash his clothes, bathe in water, and be unclean until evening. The one who touches the body of the man with the discharge must wash his clothes, bathe in water, and be unclean until evening. If the man with the discharge spits on a person who is ceremonially clean, that person must wash his clothes, bathe in water, and be unclean until evening. Any means of riding the man with the discharge rides on will be unclean. Anyone who touches anything that was under him will be unclean until evening, and the one who carries those items must wash his clothes, bathe in water, and be unclean until evening. Anyone whom the man with the discharge touches without having rinsed his hands in water must wash his clothes, bathe in water, and be unclean until evening. A clay vessel which the man with the discharge touches must be broken, and any wooden utensil must be rinsed in water. Purity Regulations for Male Bodily Discharges When the man with the discharge becomes clean from his discharge, he is to count off for himself seven days for his purification, and he must wash his clothes, bathe in fresh water, and be clean. Then on the eighth day, he is to take for himself two turtle doves or two young pigeons, and he is to present himself before the Lord at the entrance of the meeting tent and give them to the priest. And the priest is to make one of them a sin offering and the other a burnt offering. 
So the priest is to make atonement for him before the Lord for his discharge. When a man has a seminal emission, he must bathe his whole body in water and be unclean until evening. And he must wash in water any clothing or leather that has semen on it, and it will be unclean until evening. As for a woman whom a man goes to bed with, then he has a seminal emission. They must bathe in water and be unclean until evening. Female bodily discharges. When a woman has a discharge, and her discharge is blood from her body, she is to be in her menstruation seven days, and anyone who touches her will be unclean until evening. Anything she lies on during her menstruation will be unclean, and anything she sits on will be unclean. Anyone who touches her bed must wash his clothes, bathe in water, and be unclean until evening. Anyone who touches any furniture she sits on must wash his clothes, bathe in water, and be unclean until evening. If there is something on the bed or on the furniture she sits on when he touches it, he will be unclean until evening. And if a man actually goes to bed with her so that her menstrual impurity touches him, then he will be unclean seven days, and any bed he lies on will be unclean. When a woman's discharge of blood flows many days, not at the time of her menstruation, or if it flows beyond the time of her menstruation, all the days of her discharge of impurity will be like the days of her menstruation. She is unclean. Any bed she lies on all the days of her discharge will be to her like the bed of her menstruation. Any furniture she sits on will be unclean, like the impurity of her menstruation. And anyone who touches them will be unclean, and he must wash his clothes, bathe in water, and be unclean until evening. Purity Regulations for Female Bodily Discharges If she becomes clean from her discharge, then she is to count off herself seven days, and afterwards she will be clean. Then on the eighth day, she must take for herself two turtle doves or two young pigeons, and she must bring them to the priest at the entrance of the meeting tent. And the priest is to make one a sin offering and the other a burnt offering, so the priest is to make atonement for her before the Lord from her discharge of impurity. Summary of Purification Regulations for Bodily Discharges Thus you are to set the Israelites apart from their impurity so that they do not die in their impurity by defiling a tabernacle which is in their midst. This is a law for the one with a discharge, for the one who has a seminal emission and becomes unclean by it, for the one who is sick in her menstruation, for the one with a discharge, whether male or female, and for a man who goes to bed with an unclean woman. Leviticus chapter 17 the slaughter of animals. The Lord spoke to Moses, speak to Aaron, his sons, and all the Israelites, and tell them, this is the word that the Lord has commanded. Blood guilt will be accounted to any man from the house of Israel who slaughters an ox or a lamb or a goat inside the camp or outside the camp, but has not brought it to the entrance of the meeting tent to present it as an offering to the Lord before the tabernacle of the Lord. He has shed blood, so that man will be cut off from the midst of his people. This is so that the Israelites will bring their sacrifices that they are sacrificing in the open field to the Lord at the entrance of the meeting tent to the priest and sacrifice them there as peace offering sacrifices to the Lord. The priest is to splash the blood on the altar of the Lord at the entrance of the meeting tent and offer the fat up in smoke for a soothing aroma to the Lord. So the people must no longer offer their sacrifices to the goat demons, acting like prostitutes by going after them. This is to be a perpetual statute for them throughout their generations. You are to say to them, any man from the house of Israel or from the resident foreigner who live in their midst, who offers a burnt offering or a sacrifice, but does not bring it to the entrance of the meeting tent to offer it to the Lord, that person will be cut off from his people. Prohibition Against Eating Blood any man from the house of Israel or from the resident foreigners who live in their midst who eats any blood, I will set my face against that person who eats the blood, and I will cut him off from the midst of his people. For the life of everything living is in the blood. 
So I myself have assigned it to you on the altar to make atonement for your lives, for the blood makes atonement by means of the life. Therefore, I have said to the Israelites, no person among you is to eat blood, and no resident foreigner who lives among you is to eat blood. Any man from the Israelites or from the resident foreigners who live in their midst, who hunts a wild animal or a bird that may be eaten, must pour out its blood and cover it with soil, for the life of all flesh is its blood. So I have said to the Israelites, you must not eat the blood of any living thing, because the life of every living thing is in its blood. All who eat it will be cut off. Regulations for Eating Carcasses Any person who eats an animal that has died of natural causes or an animal torn by beasts, whether a native citizen or a resident foreigner, must wash his clothes, bathe in water, and be unclean until evening. Then he will be clean. But if he does not wash his clothes and does not bathe his body, he will bear his punishment for his iniquity. Leviticus chapter 24, verses 1 through 9. Regulations for the lampstand and the table of bread. The Lord spoke to Moses, Command the Israelites to bring to you pure oil of beaten olives for the light, to make a lamp burn continually. Outside the special curtain of the congregation in the meeting tent, Aaron must arrange it from evening until morning before the Lord continually. This is a perpetual statute throughout your generations. On the ceremonially pure lampstand, he must arrange the lamps before the Lord continually. You must take choice wheat flour and bake twelve loaves. There must be two tenths of an ephah of flour in each loaf, and you must set them in two rows, six in a row, on the ceremonially pure table before the Lord. You must put pure frankincense on each row, and it will become a memorial portion for the bread, a gift to the Lord. Each Sabbath day, Aaron must arrange it before the Lord continually. This portion is from the Israelites as a perpetual covenant. It will belong to Aaron and his sons, and they must eat it in a holy place because it is most holy to him, a perpetually allotted portion from the gifts of the Lord. New Testament reading. Matthew chapter 9, verses 18 through 26. Restoration and healing. As he was saying these things, a leader came, bowed low before him and said, My daughter has just died, but come and lay your hand on her and she will live. Jesus and his disciples got up and followed him. But a woman who had been suffering from a hemorrhage for 12 years came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak. For she kept saying to herself, If only I touch his cloak, I will be healed. But when Jesus turned and saw her, he said, Have courage, daughter. Your faith has made you well. And the woman was healed from that hour. When Jesus entered the leader's house and saw the flute players and the disorderly crowd, he said, Go away, for the girl is not dead but asleep. And they began making fun of him. But when the crowd had been forced outside, he went in and gently took her by the hand. And the girl got up, and the news of this spread throughout that region. Mark chapter 5, verses 21 through 43. Restoration and Healing When Jesus had crossed again in a boat to the other side, a large crowd gathered around him, and he was by the sea. Then one of the synagogue leaders named Jairus came up, and when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. He asked him urgently, My little daughter is near death. Come and lay your hands on her so that she may be healed and live. Jesus went with him, and a large crowd followed and pressed around him. Now a woman was there who had been suffering from a hemorrhage for twelve years. She had endured a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all that she had. Yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. For she kept saying, If only I touch his clothes, I will be healed. At once the bleeding stopped, and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. 
Jesus knew at once that power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? His disciples said to him, You see the crowd pressing against you and you say, Who touched me? But he looked around to see who had done it. Then the woman, with fear and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. While he was still speaking, people came from the synagogue leader's house saying, Your daughter has died. Why trouble the teacher any longer? But Jesus, paying no attention to what was said, told the synagogue leader, Do not be afraid, just believe. He did not let anyone follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. They came to the house of the synagogue leader where he saw noisy confusion and people weeping and wailing loudly. When he entered, he said to them, Why are you distressed and weeping? The child is not dead but asleep. And they began making fun of him. But he forced them all outside and he took the child's father and mother and his own companions and went into the room where the child was. Then gently taking the child by the hand, he said to her, Talitha kum, which means, little girl, I say to you, get up. The girl got up at once and began to walk around. She was 12 years old. They were completely astonished at this. He strictly ordered that no one should know about this and told them to give her something to eat. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. God, I thank you. I thank you, O God, that that you are all-powerful. You are omnipotent, O Lord God. Nothing is too hard for you. Power belongs to you, O God. Thank you, O Lord, that even now, O God, you are in the miracle-working business, God. Thank you that even now, O Lord, you can send the word of healing, God, to those, O Lord God, who are suffering suffering with chronic, chronic pain, chronic ailments, O Lord God, reproductive issues, O Lord. Nothing is too hard for you, O God. I ask, O Lord, that you would send the word of healing, O Lord God, to those, O God, who are like the woman of the issue of blood, who have gone to doctor after doctor, who have spent money upon money upon money, O God, only to end up feeling much worse, O God, than when their ailment first began, O Lord. God, would you send your word of healing to those who are suffering? God, would you would you help, O oh Lord God, and give courage and faith and strength, O oh Lord God, to those who are continuing to look to you, O oh God, for their healing, for their redemption, for their restoration, O oh Lord God. Send the word of healing. We know you can still do it. We pray, O oh God, that you will be willing to do it, O oh Lord God, that you would help us, O oh God, to trust in you, O oh Lord, and to know, O oh Lord God, that all of these things belong to you, O oh God, and that everything in Jesus is yes and amen, O oh God. Would you help us, O oh God, to continually trust in you, O oh God, and look to you for our healing, O oh God, we thank you. Thank you for the many ways that healing comes, O oh Lord God, and I pray, O oh God, that peace will wash over those who are in the waiting period, waiting for healing waiting for their change to come, O oh Lord God, with your peace that passes, that surpasses all human understanding, O oh God. Would you please let that peace guard their hearts and minds in faith in Christ Jesus. I pray this in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. Amen. Carmen Imes, author of Bearing God's Name, guides us to Sinai, the ancient mountain where Israel met their God. 
Imes argues that we've misunderstood the command about taking the Lord's name in vain and that instead the command is about bearing God's name, a theme that continues throughout the Bible. Revisit the story of Israel from wilderness to promising future and discover why Sinai still matters as you follow Jesus today. Get your copy of Bearing God's Name today at ivpress.com. And as a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code The Word. That's code T-H-E-W-O-R-D at IVPress.com. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag GetInTheWord and hashtag TruthsTable. Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, Whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth's Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee. Let's go something.